This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. No, 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 no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Jay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Deal Breakers Thursday. What open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And we are in the afterglow, Cap, of what we were around yesterday. Yesterday being at the NFL Combine Indianapolis and, of course, we are now the official home of the Chicago Bears right here at ESPN 1000. We're still basking in the glory of yesterday. Did you say a three-hour ride? Yeah, it's still 7 to 10. It's like an appetizer after yesterday, man. Let's go! You, you mean like the telethon that, that we did yesterday? Yes. The four-hour plus? Yes. <laughs> Where was Jerry Lewis? Lady! Lady! <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the towel over his shoulder. Like, that's enough. It's not Labor Day. Every time I work with Sylvia on these ridiculous spring trainings, I go, all right, uh, good to work with you. It's 5 o'clock. He goes, we got another hour, right? I'm like, what do you mean we got another hour? said, I, I'm, I'm contracted to three plus. That's enough. That's it. But yeah, we, we're, we're back in our comfortable 7 to 10. Feels good. So, a lot to unpack. We had a great interview with Ryan Poles, and our teammates here at the station played a lot of it. Waddle and Sylvie played it in its entirety, and it's greatly appreciated, and it shows the partnership we have not only with the Bears, but with our teammates here, and you can feel this buzz I know they were 3-14. and 14. I know they have the worst roster today in the NFL. After talking with Ryan Poles, not only in our interview, but getting a chance to talk to him off the air, this dude's sharp, man. This dude mm-hmm. is sharp. And I thought, unlike Ryan Pace, who I did not think was good in that type of setting at all, and he didn't do it very often for that probably that reason, Ryan Poles was open, honest, communicative, and the word you used yesterday was perfect, affable. So Mm -hmm. I think as a Bears fan, you wake up this morning, all right, I just want to win. Let's go. This dude's going to build it the right way. He wants, and he kept telling us, foundational pieces. Off the air, I asked him, you were sitting right there with me about drafts. He said, I had a long talk with Andy Reid. And Andy said, the first pick you take in any draft. Last year it was in the second round. This year it'll be pick one until he trades it. Has to be the cover sheet to the book that draft is. It's got to be somebody you go, that is the face of our team this year. That's what we're dealing with here and this guy is going to have that philosophy. He's going to build this thing the right way so that there is sustained success, not Well, I traded for Julio Jones, and we squeezed one year out of him, and I went and got Mike Evans, and then I traded for DeAndre Hopkins. No, 
He's no. not going to do that. He's getting going to build the O-line, the D-line, and he is going to build this thing the right way. And, of course, he has all the uh, choices at his disposal, Cap. I mean, when you have the number one pick in the draft, you can go up and down the draft, or you can solidify and lock in on one player. And one of the players that uh, everyone has speculated is Jalen Carter, former Georgia star, is a Georgia fan. I've seen Jalen Carter play, and he's a fantastic player. But he's one of the top prospects in next month's NFL draft. And he has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. Now, the Athens-Clark County, Georgia Police Department issued an arrest warrant obtained Wednesday uh, that alleges that Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep uh, Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition driven by the recruiting staffer, 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, uh, which uh, led to the January 15th wreck. Now, we come to find out late last night that arrest was going to take place. I know that after the show yesterday, uh, we as a show were waiting to see if Jalen Carter was going to come out of Indianapolis, and that was not the case. So the three of us walked over. It was right on the other side of the curtains from where we did our radio show, Mm -hmm. and I have never seen that much media crammed into one little area. They had eight podiums set up, so they would do eight prospects at a time. Run four guys out. Four were right next to him. Now it's your turn. And there's, you know, the Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. And there's Will Anderson. Jalen Carter, ironically, is going to be the last player to speak. And everyone's mm-hmm. there. Their iPhones out. The microphones up by his uh, his st- microphone stand. And all of a sudden, it's like there's a warrant for his arrest, and he's left town. He's out, gone, mm. and. This whole narrative around him is, oh, my God, he has blown everything. He's a horrible person. Look, I don't know all the facts yet. You don't know all the facts yet. We're waiting to hear. He turned himself in last night. He was at the police station for 16 minutes, 1133 Eastern. He posted a $4,000 bond. He was out at 1149. Now, he says he will be exonerated and that he did nothing wrong. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Maybe more facts are going to come out they are going to change my opinion. But as of right now, today, look, at age 21, I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I did things that I wish I hadn't done, got behind the wheel of a car when I probably shouldn't have. In fact, I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I made stupid decisions at the age of 21. We expect these people... 21-year-old Jalen Carter to have the wisdom of a 55-year-old and make no bad decisions. That's just not reality. He's a college student, and we all at that age made stupid choices. Now, his choice may cost him a hell of a lot more. And again, if more facts come out, I reserve the right to change my stance. But right now, if I'm the Chicago Bears, I got to investigate everything. I have a security team that does all these background checks. I got to know everything about this dude, whether I'm picking him at 1, 9, 26, or in the seventh round, whenever it is. But before everyone just writes him a horrible person, don't touch him. Because Sylvie ran a poll yesterday and heard him talking about it. It was like 25% of people want him, do not draft board. You cannot take that guy if you're the Bears. And I'm not to that point right now. Well, let's talk about this for a second when it comes to Jalen Carter, Cap, because 
just like any other student athlete, Carter, um, to me, has to understand right from wrong. Mm -hmm. No matter if you're 21 or 22, if you're 18, 19, you got to be able to stand, understand right from wrong. And we've all made mistakes. I'm still making them at age 50, right? Still making mistakes. We all do. Yeah, but when you are about to be a professional going into the National Football League, you must stay away from the drama if you can. I mean, again, you try to be able to have a good life. You try to be in a position where, hey, you know, I don't want to put myself in a spotlight outside of making great plays and being a good person. But say what you want about LeBron James. And I'm sure for this generation, they look at LeBron James as a square Ah, he's never involved in anything. He's got a perfect wife, and he's got this perfect marriage, and he's got kids, and you never hear anything about him. He's never in any drama. Well, you know what, Cap? He's the athlete of the day, and there's no scandal around LeBron James. And so for Jalen Carter, I'm not going to give him a pass, but I will say that he's a young man. And this circles back to the conversation that you and I had in Indianapolis about, um, about a player that we knew that could be a good player, and it just ends up being, he ends up like, having the label as a bust because he grew up too soon, right? The old Washington Wizard, coached by Doug Collins. Right. So what I would tell you is, is that I would be comfortable taking him. But, of course, you're going to talk to Jalen Carter, any team is going to, and ask, what happened that night? What were you thinking? And so I don't know if this is going to affect his draft status, but also I want to make sure it's very clear that we don't look at him like he's supposed to be you know, 40 or 50 years old and, and is sage beyond his years. He's Jalen Carter. He put himself in a very difficult situation, and um, he's going to have to answer for it, that's for sure. Would it affect me drafting him? Absolutely not. Okay, so here's the other part of this. And I just said to you, look, we all make mistakes. His may be more horrific than anything, yeah. thank goodness, that I made. But yeah. here's the other thing. If I, the Eagles are picking in the top 10, mm-hmm. if the Eagles, let's assume that they don't, but let's assume the Chiefs were picking at number four. Those teams have ready-made rosters with veteran leaders, the Jason Kelseys and the Travis Kelseys and the Patrick Mahomes and the Chris Jones. They can bring a quote-unquote bad apple into the room and he won't spoil the whole bunch. They will assimilate him into their culture. Here's how we do things here. That won't be tolerated here. That's different than a Bears team who, by their own admission, we talked to a guy yesterday who does some scouting around the Chicago Bears. He doesn't work for the team. He's an independent scout. He said they do not have one guy in that room right now. Not one. He mm-hmm. said, and he goes, leave Justin to the side. He's 24 years old. He's two years into the league. He's not that guy. He said, they don't have an Olin Krutz, a Brian Erlacher, a Peanut Tillman, somebody that you go, he's a leader. He does, mm-hmm. He will confront Jonathan Hood and push him up against the locker and go, dude, we don't behave that way here. Not <laughs> yeah. going to happen. He's, so, so for me... If I'm the Chiefs, I'm the Eagles, I'm one of these veteran-laden teams, I might be able to take more of a chance, again, please, people, based on the information we have today. That could change. They can take more of a chance assimilating this guy into their room. The Bears don't have that. I'm not sure 
it's a wise decision that one of your foundational pieces comes in at the age of 21 with a bad decision on his resume, questions about his work ethic at times, whether those are fair or unfair. They are the narrative. I'm not sure at pick four, if I trade down to four, that's the way I'm going. I'm not sure. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to speak for my partner here because I think I know that Cap is on the same page with me. I, I know people hear what they want to hear, but I think it should be said out loud. Cap and I are not minimizing the deaths of what happened on that, that January. Correct. We're not minimizing the, the incident because it's sad that, that a couple of people lost their lives. But we're just trying to narrow in on Jalen Carter and how you would feel as a general manager. Again, based on the information that we know now, whether or not you'd have him on the Bears or for any team, would you pick him up on your team? So let's ask this question. And Shay, let's open the phone lines here on this Deal Breakers Thursday. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. As a fan of the Bears, as you listen to Cap and I have this conversation and reveal the news that broke late last night regarding Jalen Carter and his arrest, as a fan of the Bears and armed with the knowledge that we have today, what is your comfort level using the first-round pick on Jalen Carter? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and I will take your phone calls on that, and also we'll get more into uh, one of the buzzwords we used yesterday character issue when it comes to Jalen Carter. Your phone calls on this coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Checkmate 1-6 landing suppression on target. That's why I see him in my shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in my shot. Good morning. And welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Still to come, we'll go around the National Football League. If you missed some of the conversation that Cap and I had with Ryan Poles, we'll hear that coming up in our next segment. He'll break his 835, but now shot or no shot. And here's Shay Norling. Shay? Snore it up, Snorling. We actually got along. We went to lunch yesterday. We ate it in the car, but we went to Chipotle together. We had a nice time. We did. I'm actually, I have to agree. It was a nice time spent with you, Cap. Hoodie, can you believe that? Shot or no shot, we're both telling the truth right now. Cap and I spent six hours in a car together total and had a great time. Well, we, we talked well, a lot. I'm not, I'm not surprised, but as I always say about you two, either fight or F. Enough. I mean, I mean, right there at St. Elmo's, you guys are still going back and forth on whether or not we should use the term bum on the air. Right at the table. And at, at some point, I mean, right in front of mixed company, I go, guys, that's enough. I mean, <laughs> now, now, now people are looking, are looking at us, looking at our team. I don't need that. I don't need that attention. Yeah, yeah, Carson had, Wentz we, walked over. What you call me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we had a uh, we had a good time. The whole trip was great. But yeah, Shay and I had a lot of time together. It was good. We, that's, it's, it's not a surprise. You both have the same uh, astrological sign, right? What is it? Scorpio. Scorpio, baby. Yeah, not, not a surprise that you guys. Yeah, but you guys also don't get along. But at least in the car, you guys are able to get along. At least for, yeah, that never happens on the air. But you know, in the car, apparently it's okay. So I was happy to see that you guys both came back alive. I was couching things for my own safety. <laughs> so you have it all bottled up inside, right. then? Huh? Right. I got home and let my wife hear it. <laughs> 
All right, shot or no shot, here we go on a Thursday edition. Rock and roll. All right, boys, we know the Bears are, quote, leaning towards trading the first-round pick. (laughs) NFL GMs are speaking at the Combine. Some have started to walk back their willingness to move up in the draft. That includes the Colts' Chris Ballard. Listen to this. And I know this is coming up because I know all the speculation out there. One, to move up, there's got to be a guy worthy of it. Okay, I know everybody in the in America is going to say, like, this is what's great right now. Everybody has just automatically stamped that you've got to move up to one to get it right. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. Oh. All right. So there's Ballard saying might not have to move up shot or no shot. All he's doing here is trying to lessen the leverage the Bears have. Actually, no shot because there isn't a Trevor Lawrence, there isn't an Andrew Luck, there isn't a Peyton Manning at the top of the draft. Like, clear cut, that guy's number one. There isn't. There's talk today that uh, I just read someone said they're waiting for the weigh-in and measurement of Bryce Young and that they think he's going to come in a little closer to 200 than 185, as some had speculated. Obviously, he's trying to put himself in the best position, Jonathan, as he goes through all of this stuff. He can't get stretched on a rack. He's still five foot, whatever, 11. So there's going to be some teams that will not take him because of his size, period. Yeah, that is a no shot. And uh, it's it's so interesting that <laughs> I know you experienced this. I had this as well in Indianapolis how there would just be talk show hosts or those that are around teams asking, hey, what are the Bears going to do? That guy that had a suspiciously black hair uh, that was behind us yesterday had an odd shirt. Yes. He's from Tampa, apparently. He came up to me after our show. He goes, yeah, 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 one question. Um, I'm from Tampa, so, I mean, you guys are trading Justin Fields to Tampa, right? It's like, excuse me? Yeah, 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 you guys are trading Justin Fields. I mean, because Tampa needs a quarterback. I'm like, no shot. We're, we're not we're not here to help you get Justin Fields of Tampa. No, yeah, that's not it's happening. amazing <laughs> the stuff. What that guy was fishing for content, man. Because after yes. you after you both left and I was still there tearing stuff down, he walked back around to me. So one question: <laughs> You're Chicago. Are they trading Justin Fields? Because no. I'm from Tampa. I don't know, dude. No. That, that that he had this Dick Beyondy look, or he's got the dark, suspiciously dark hair, older guy, Ooh. and it's just like you know, you know, Dick Beyondy is, don't you? <laughs> you know who he is, yeah, long time yeah. guy. Yeah. And I just like, and I was like, wait, no, we're not trading him to Tampa. The guy from the fan in Indianapolis came up to to us yeah. and said, hey, hey, uh, guys, uh, so what are you guys gonna do? Are you gonna make a deal with the Colts? I'm like, I don't. First of all, I don't know, <laughs> and secondly, what are you guys gonna do? And the guy goes. Jim Irsay, he's a wild Bronco, man. We don't know what he's thinking from day, from minute to minute. People are concerned about Irsay because of his mindset. Yeah. And that, and, that, and that he controls the draft, too. That also is a weird, that's a weird one for me, too. At the water park, you know, Sonny, people like to get wet. That was in draft day, make a splash. And he yeah. gave up three number ones. Yeah. That's not real life, man. Much as I love the movie, that's not how it's going to go. And that's the one problem. There is no – he may turn into a generational player, but there is no in this draft, on draft day, that's the guy. If there was, the Bears would probably take him. I would agree. Shay. 
Well, Hoodie, you brought up a wild Bronco. How about the Denver Broncos? There's finally some good news on the free agency front at the top after the top of the Bears wish list around Payne was tagged by Washington. Draymond Jones of the Broncos, he's considered the second best interior defensive lineman in this class behind Deron Payne. He plans to test the market, and the Broncos, uh, per their insider Troy Rank, have no plans on tagging him. So shot or no shot, with the Jalen Carter fiasco, signing Draymond Jones would be the better move at interior defensive line. Okay, that's a shot. I just need to know the price cap. You got a price tag for me? They're talking minimum of $18 million a year, but it sounded like they were making progress, Shay. That's what we were told there. Progress on a long-term deal. They just won't tag him. Is that right? Well, no, because the, the latest reporting is that he plans to test the market. So they're not going to extend him before that. He's going to free agency. Right. I know what the report said, but when we were down there, we were talking to Albert Breer, and he said, yeah, I think they're going to get a long-term deal done. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll see. And, again, this is why it's always fun in Indianapolis because you hear so many different stories and rumor and innuendo. So, I mean, for Shea, for me it's a shot um, because as much as I say, well, you get all this cap space, man, you got to be able to start plugging holes also have to be somewhat prudent because I know that whoever I put in there, it starts, it's a building blocks towards something, but I don't know how soon you can win. But I think that we talk about leaders in the room. He might be one of them. So I would lean shot on that depending on the price. Okay. All right, the Bulls picked up a win over the Pistons last night, but there is an elephant in the room when we talk about the Bulls right now. Uh, Joe Cowley confirmed reports yesterday that there is nerve damage in Lonzo Ball's knee. That, of course, brings up memories of Jay Williams. I asked this of you both in our New Year edition of Shot or No Shot in January, and you both said shot, so I'm going to ask it again. If you want to change your answers, this is your opportunity. Shot or no shot, Lonzo Ball will play for the Bulls in 2023. Ooh, oh, boy. So he could be back January of 24, and that doesn't matter. You're just talking Correct. about calendar year 23. Like like next season, Cap, he means like, will he be in the rotation October, November, December? Yeah, I'm going to – this is going to oh, shock man. you. I'm going to say no shot. I think they're going to do an injury settlement. I don't have any knowledge of this. I'm just guessing. So, Daniel Greenberg, don't aggregate this. <laughs> uh, I'm just guessing that we might have a Brandon Roy situation. When I watched – who was it, Hoodie? Which NBA player? Oh, it was Tristan Thompson who yeah. said on TNT that, or in ESPN that he is hearing that multiple doctors that I've never seen anything like this. I, I've seen every injury. I've never seen this injury to a player. If that's accurate, I'm going to bet you that they figure out a way. We owe him two more years at $20 million. Okay, we'll give you X in your injury settlement. We'll cash in our insurance policy, and we're moving on. Daniel Greenberg, David Kaplan says, this injury, similar to Brandon Roy, don't look for the Bulls to bring Alonzo Ball back. An injury settlement is imminent, period. No, I did not (laughs) say that. From David Kaplan. Wow. (laughs) Hey, you say it. It's going to be out there, man. It's a quote as news. Hey man, I'm sitting here with you. I can't get that kind of get that kind of love. So so, but you know, God, I don't want to be a dream killer. Man, Cap, I I want to believe that he'll find a way to get back on the floor. Damn it, it's it's bad. It's really really sad. I know. Okay, I'll just say shot. I, I my hope is is that by the time we get to. Uh, November of uh, of this year, that he will be back on the floor, that they'll find a way to he can be healthy enough to play. How long? I don't know. 
And, but that's that's the hope. And and these ball brothers, my God, can they stay healthy? Yeah, La- Lamelo just broke his ankle. That's the brutal. That's brutal, and he's out for the year. Yeah. That's brutal for Very Charlotte. Sad. All right, Shay. I told you guys when we did this in the in January, the New Year edition. It, it felt then like an oh, Andre Roberson situation, where it's sad. just nobody knows what's going on, but he ain't playing. And now it really it's sad, and I hope that he gets back on the floor, but it just doesn't feel likely. And by the way, just just a, a note on this. I'm not like some of these flyover NBA analysts, Cap, that we talk to that will say, you know, the Bulls' uh, fortunes will be much better if Lonzo Balls be on the floor. Well, would the, would the um, perimeter defense be better? Yes. But also the bad habits of a Bulls team that play down what I would consider play down their competition, that still would linger. Like Lonzo Ball is just one guy. He can't do the job of five players, or he can't have the basketball IQ to help others like Zach Levine or others that are not able to defend. Yesterday was a microcosm of Bulls basketball, where the Bulls are barely squeaking past a Detroit Pistons team that's tanking. And and Levine gets all these points, and yeah, it's eye-popping, but you're barely squeaking by these teams or losing against teams like this. Lonzo Ball's not the elixir to all of that that uh, is the problem with the Bulls. Not to me. No, it's amazing to me. I just was listening to some podcast uh, about the Bulls or some thing I was listening to, and they said, boy, they had that kid. That would be one of the top teams in the... No He's shot. not Michael Jordan now. He's a good no. player. But yes, he is. Sweet mother of God. I watched that game last <laughs> night. The end of the game is embarrassing. And Billy Donovan, he never raises his voice. He's not like me. You know, this is brutal. He doesn't do that. He just comes out and says, boy, the first half we were outstanding. We had 20-some assists, 32 points in the paint. And in the second half, it's like we come out with this flat attitude and we were very laissez-faire and not people aren't playing hard. And we're getting out. Scra- what did he just say? He just called his whole team out. He just doesn't do it like I do. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Well, right. very quickly, if I have my next question is about the end of the game last night. If you didn't yeah. see it, the only reason that the Bulls won is because rookie Jaden Ivey in Detroit thought he had a timeout that he didn't have. And you can't do that in the NBA. Shot or no shot, this is the most egregious mistake in sports. History? Not this specific incident. Just calling a timeout that you don't have is the most egregious mistake in sports. Well, I know Chris Webber's like, thank God. (laughs) The heat's off me now. Yeah, except Chris did it on the national championship game, and this guy did it for a moribund Pistons team that nobody cares about in a regular. Still, it's a si- still it's a silly mistake, though. Like you gotta, you, like you know better than anybody as a coach. The last thing you say when once the huddle's broken, once you go one two three, we Huskies, have no one, two, three, timeouts whatever, right? left, and you tell yeah. them again, hey, how many timeouts we have left? None. Everybody hear that? None. Right. I told you the story. We had a player. We're, we're up one point at Western Illinois. Two seconds to go. We have a player who's an academic All-American and a hell of a good guy and a really good player. We don't want you to leave the basket. You're the only size we have on the court. You're 6'9". They're going to try and run you to the top of the key and backpick you and toss over the top. They only got two seconds and lay it in. Okay, we break the huddle. Ready? Great. Let's go, guys. Close it out. What are you supposed to do? Don't leave the basket. Correct. Just bat the ball away. No fouls. Let's go. 
There goes his guy. There he goes. He gets back-picked. They toss right over the top of him. Guy catches it and flips it up and lays it in. Game over. We lose by one. Um, What were you doing at the top? I panicked, Coach. I forgot. You forgot? Yeah. It was 12 seconds ago. Nope. I know. That's what happens. If if Dwayne Casey could have rolled himself into a ball and just disappeared, he would have done that on the sidelines. He was just like, I just effing told you. Oh, my God. Right. It is a shot, Shay, by the way, because I haven't seen anything that bad in 2023 in sports. And I know it's early, but still. I mean, just right there, the the game, the situation, the time, and that kid calls timeout. It was a brain fart, but it just sucked. And he's going to be a good player. And Stacy King's like, they Chris Webbered it. Yeah, just like you were just saying. <laughs> he and Adam were going nuts. Look, it's not the most egregious for me, like Leon Lett celebrating inside the five. That was egregious. They stripped the ball and they lose a touchdown. That's more egregious. All right, coming up, we'll unpack some of what Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, had to say. And we'll go around the National Football League. Don't forget Deal Breakers, 835, Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Huh? It's time to go around the National Football League on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. And with more, here's Shay Norling. Shay? Yeah, I want to go back and revisit some of what Ryan Poles had to tell us yesterday. Obviously, we talked with him, but we didn't get a chance to unpack a lot of what he had to say. So the part I want to start with, and I know this was the question Cap was most excited to ask, is Paul's discussion on a timetable to evaluate talent development. Yeah, I think every team's situation is a little bit unique um, from where they're kind of taken off from. So that one's hard to answer. I know, you know, in a three-year period, you want to see, especially that first draft class, that three-year period is really, you know, when you see what you got. Um, so within that is, is what we're looking for, but you want to get this thing started as fast as possible. The key is not doing things that will hurt you long-term in the short term, um, that can derail everything just because you're, you're short, short sighted with it. So we're going to stay disciplined and, and try to do things the right way. But I usually like to look at that rookie class and that first three year period to see if it's hitting the right way. And, and it takes part of the core of, of your team. You know what I think about Cap? I like I like his measured answers that he gave us, and he understands. And clearly, based on our conversation with him, he has a plan. Thank God I'm not the general manager of the Bears. Because, I, I you know, it's, it's not necessarily about me winning yesterday and trying to win the Super Bowl yesterday. It's just I would always have this feeling like, am I going to get fired? How safe am I? Right? right, right. I mean, just because you have a four or five year deal doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to live, going to be there for four or five years. And like, I never know. I mean, George might have his idea. Like, let's be patient. Give this guy a couple coaches. Give him five, eight, eight, ten years. But I always have in the back of my head, oh God, am I? Are, are we getting this done? You know, at an accelerated pace where we feel like we can win soon. 
So. Makes sense? Yes, 100%. Yeah. And what I found intriguing in talking with him is. Paranoid. <laughs> we took a picture with him when we got done. Yeah. And he said, I'm building this the right way. That was the last thing when he walked. I'm building this the right way. Mm-hmm. And. He knows they've got 90-whatever million in cap space. He knows they're going to get all these picks. and tri- He is not going to be- – unless he was completely misleading us, he's not looking going, all right, let me trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Let me see if Julio Jones has anything left in the tank. Let's yeah. go put all the money into Saquon Barkley or if Ezekiel Elliott gets released. Let me go do this, 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 and that. No shot. He wants to – if it takes him till 24 – I'm good. It takes him to 25. But he builds something where he takes the North and never gives it back for his term. Five, six, seven seasons. That's what he's trying to do. I should ask him that, Shay. My my last question should have been, I, um, when are we taking the North and when are we never giving it back? What year is that? I'd like to know. 2023, hopefully. <laughs> Shay. By the way, Shay and I were leaving yesterday. I drove back over to get all the gear. He yeah. packed it all up. And who walks right by me? And he had people with him where I would have assaulted him to get him on the show. Hmm. Dan Campbell. Shay Norling. He is one big dude, man. Who else walked right by us, Cap? Wow, I'm trying to remember now. Who we who did we see? On our way out, and I said we should roll down the window and say hello. And you said no shot. Oh, yeah. So get this hoodie. I come back. I go to the hotel. I get my stuff. I drive my truck back, and I'm waiting outside for Shay. And he's going to bring all the radio gear. And we pull up. I pull up. We load it up. We're driving, and we're right by the hotel. And I see this walking by himself, getting ready to cross under the viaduct to go in where the combine is. By, I mean, there's no one with it. A thousand yards. Matt Nagy. Oh, and Norlin goes, I said, that's Matt Nagy. He's like, roll the window down and say hi. I said, no shot. Because if I said, hey, coach, he'd be like, F off. He doesn't like me. He said I was too hard on him. I get it. I get it. So I did not. I did not bring him up. Wouldn't that have been great content? I have the phone peeking up out of the window. (laughs) Cap saying hello to Matt Nagy. You know what, Cap? As you well know, he might not have he might have a problem with your commentary, but if you went up to Nagy, I think it'd be okay. You'd find a way. You'd find a way to be like, hey, nothing personal. Congratulations on the Super Bowl. Take right. That. Congrats <laughs> on being the new OC. But I, I think deep down like I've had that like clearing of the air with Joe Madden. Yeah. And he was awesome. Dave Wants that's become a super close friend of mine. And the first time I met him at NBC, I had to fill in for Pat Boyle. He was off doing a Hawks thing, so I have to do a Wants That Show. And I said, uh, he hates me. There's no way I can do that show. Uh, you got to do it. No one else is here. PB's not there. And I walked. Coach David kept. Sure, I know you kept. I said, Coach, are we cool? So I was pretty hard on you when you were the head coach. And I'll never forget his answer. He turned to me and goes, we were 4-12. and 12. You have listeners to entertain I get it. Yep. What about you and I? We haven't cleared the air. All right, Shay, go ahead. Wow. You don't want this smoke. All right. Yeah, pack, <laughs> pack a lunch, Hood. 
Take that. Let's go, Jay. All right, let's hear from... The line's dead. (laughs) Let's hear from uh, Ryan Poles on what he thought of Justin Fields. That's a tough one to compare to. I mean, some of the great um, runners, you know, if it's, you know, Mike Vick or if it's even Steve Young, um, those guys were special in the way that they moved and how they could impact the game with their legs. And then as they developed, you know, as passers, um, you start to see a really special blend and a dangerous blend in terms of being able to change a game quickly. So we're looking forward to him improving and getting better. He's hungry. That's why I absolutely love the guy because he puts the work in. He puts the work in, so uh, we're excited for his development. Now, to set up that question, I did ask him, who does um, who does he remind you of in football's past? You remember the question, right, Cap? Uh, that's, what I, that's what I asked him. That was the setup to that answer. Yeah, how did who, you who, phrase it? I said, I said, who does he remind you of in football's past? As far as the makeup, the leadership, the, the skill set, all of that. And he gave you Steve Young. Right. Pretty good. How about that? Pretty good. How about that? <laughs> how, about, how about that, Shay? I mean, that's because, I mean, obviously he's talking about the running ability. And Steve Young did not want to run all over the yard. The offensive line was putrid at times with the 49ers, especially toward the end. He was he was knocked around like a rag doll. I remember this, Cap. When Young at the end, it was it was brutal because he had concussions and all that. If I if I recall, correct. So so he gave you a couple of good names there. He did. I like it. A hundred percent. What else do we have? All right. Let's finally hear. Uh, Polls talked about his relationship with Matt Eberflus. It's incredible. I can't tell you how fortunate I am to have a partner that sees the game and sees a roster building process like he does. Um, it's it's really special because that's as a front office person, that's what those are the things that kind of keep you up at night. And you're wondering like how much patience does coach have? We're trying to do this the right way. He's all in uh, in terms of building it the right way. He's actually an incredible evaluator, which for a general manager, that's a big deal. Um, and oftentimes we're on the same page, and when we're not on the same page about a player evaluation, we'll sit down and watch them together and, and get on the same page. Um, but he gets the process, and it's it's been an absolute joy to work with him and, and do this thing the right way and, and have a level of patience to develop talent. I mean, that's a stressful thing for a coaching staff to say, you know what, we're going to play a lot of these young guys so we can build it the right way, and they've been incredible at, at doing that, especially in year one. Bless you. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I Thank thought you. that what he's talked about with uh, Matt Eberflus. You know, funny cap. He talks about how he's a, a very good talent evaluator. Just none, none of that ever comes through in the press conference. I guess that's not supposed to. But I mean, because his Eberflus's answers are pretty vanilla, so he doesn't give you a lot. So, but I think that's high praise for Poles to say that about Eberflus. You know, a coach in transition. Well, I think when he made the decision to take him over. I think the finalist, Dan Quinn, I'm trying to remember who else they talked to. He he talked then about he needed a coach who understood the big picture, who understood this is a process. We're not, I want you to coach him hard and I want you to do your best, but you got to understand something. I'm trying to build something long term, so we may take a couple steps back. And that is around the NFL right here on ESPN 1000. I'd like to remind you, you can hear the entire conversation that Cap and I had with Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, in its entirety. Go to the ESPN Chicago app, collect uh, Cap and Jay Hood, and you're right there with an opportunity for you to hear Ryan Poles. Deal Breakers coming up next on Cap and Jay Hood. 
If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Here's Deal Breakers with Shay Norling. Shay? All right, let's get into it. You are the coach of a major Division I college basketball team, and one of your starting guards has missed three straight days of practice after getting sick with what's been called caffeine poisoning. You find out that after a loss over the weekend, he spent hours playing video games and drank five energy drinks in one sitting. How do you handle this? Wow. Uh... I'm not disciplining him. I'm getting our team nutritionist involved, or our team doctor, to talk to him about the danger of these energy drinks. And there's been so many studies how horrible these things are for you. So I call him in, or I get my assistant, Coach Hood. Coach Hood, would you please go get James from the dorm, bring him over here. We've got to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with him. And in there, I would not yell or scream at him. He's a kid. He's playing video games to blow off steam. There could be a lot worse things, but I've got to educate him on the dangers of these nutrition drinks. And then he gets his spot back. I'm sure that he's trying to stay awake and be competitive with other people that's playing the video game. Online, right? Yeah, I'm sure it is. So I would just tell him, yes, see the bigger picture. Yes, you can blow off steam. Yes, you can have fun. But just understand, it's about your rest and also your nutrition for you to be at the um, at the at your peak performance. That's what I would explain to him. I mean, I think uh, the, the, I think the average player would understand that. Like, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I cut back. So it's not a deal breaker, Shay, but definitely there's some teaching that has to be given to that student athlete. See, right, how measured, see how measured that was? Yeah, yeah it was very was nuanced. Well said. I wonder yeah. if this next one will be so nuanced. This is happening to a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, you live with a roommate who you know from college. You have always split your living expenses 50-50, but you just got a new job. Pays you a lot more money than you were making and double what your roommate makes. As a result of this, your roommate tells you, hey, you should be paying 75% of the living expenses. Ooh. I'll pay 25%. Even though the costs didn't change. What do you do? How much more money am I making than my roommate, Jonathan? You double. I'm making double. And I'm making, like, really good money. It's not like he's making 8000 and I'm making sixteen. I'm making, like, a buck fifty. He's making seventy-five. Let's say you're, uh, you're making eighty. He's making forty. Not You're making ninety. He's making forty-five. You could afford to pay it. He could always afford to pay it. But now that you're making more... You should pick up more of the living expenses. Okay. Well, hell, that, that's happening now. What do you mean? What do you mean? You're, you're a good karma. That's happening now. There you go. I I can't. If he came to me and said, hey, man, I need you to pay double. No, that's not the way it's going to go. But knowing me, I think what I would say is, hoodie, I'm going to take on... Our rent's a thousand. We're both paying five hundred. I'm gonna pay seven fifty. You pay two fifty, and we can readjust if your salary changes. All right. So I'm clear, Cap. Because he's my so teammate. That's fine. But as so, I'm clear. Do both of these guys work in the same place or different places? 
Different places, different fields, different gigs. Okay. They're just so, roommates. So who, yeah, I understand, but like who comes home and says, dude, look how much money I'm making. Now, see, if I'm a roommate, you're never going to know how much I make. That's one. Mm-hmm. But two, what I'm doing is, is that I'm coming in with my 50% anyway. Unless you're just some jackaloon that just can't hold it and just got to say, hey, man, I'm making way more money than I ever had before. Well, I'm still coming in with my 50% because it's half seats. We're half, right? So why Correct. would I tell my my roommate, hey, man, I don't know how much you're making, but I'm making 90 grand. I'm making 100 grand. Like, and so, of course, the other person's going to be like, well, if you're making that much, you can pick up the slack. I still think it's 50-50 either way without even you divulging you. how much you're making. Yeah. Like, if I knew you were... Hey, man, my guy Hoodie's really talented. He's doing overnights. He's scraping everything together to try and make it in his field. And I'm a account executive. And I'm doing really well. Yeah. I know my guy Hoodie's going to be a star in the business. And I can help lighten your load a little bit. Yeah, that you know me. That's just the guy I am. That's just how I roll. Cap loves to lighten his roommate's load. <laughs> Norling. Forget the six hour trip. I don't like you again. Uh, <laughs> you can't leave the door that wide open. You know I like to lighten your load. Come on. If I could help, yes. Because if I'm living with it, like if we just put a Craigslist ad, hey, you need a roommate and some jackaloons moving in there, no. But if it's my like my best friend and I'm living with him and we're both trying to make it like Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah before they ever met their wives those dudes are they're tight man. They're (laughs) joined at the hip. They are best friends and now they happen to be partners in the whole deal. And if Chris was making light years more money than Adam and Chris said yeah you know what throw an extra 250 a month on my side of the rent I know you're going to make it, and we'll, someday maybe you'll help me. Yeah, that's. I think that's how it goes. I'm just trying. I'm doing whatever I can to stay out of Judge Mathis's court. That's what I'm trying to do, Shay. I'm just want to like, look, if it's, if it's 50-50 and I happen to see a bill like, hey, man, I got you every now and then, that's fine. But I'm not trying to be in front of Judge Mathis. You didn't pay $1,000 worth of the rest. You're a crackhead. Case dismissed. Have a good day. I'm not trying to do that. Right. I'm, well, not trying to be, I'm not trying to go small claims court. I, if I got you on an electric bill or something else on this, okay, I'll do that. But ultimately, it starts with 50-50 with me. Right. If you need help, let me know. Like, I, you know I monitor our Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. And yeah. somebody in here spoke to my soul when I asked this question. Uh, it's the... Your roommate says you pay 75%, I pay 25% because you make more money. Someone in here said, how about I pay 100% and you can get out? <laughs> get out! <laughs> Perfect wow. for you, right? Get out! That, that spoke to my soul. <laughs> yeah, but then you're not that good of friends with the person. It just said, what a ridiculous ask. What does it matter? The, the amount we pay has not changed. You could afford <laughs> it then. You can afford it now. Why do I have to pay more? And that's Deal Breakers, a Thursday edition right here on Cap and J-Hood. Coming up next, a breaking story regarding Jalen Carter. Will he be the number one pick? Will the Bears take him? Or will he sink in the draft based on the story we're going to tell you in two minutes right here on Cap and J-Hood?